Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download at www.audibletrial.com slash comedy podcast network. Over 100,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. And welcome to the Sports 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 Podcast. I'm Joel Anderson. I'm Jordan Palmaville. And joining us, as always, Phil Ranta, the Sports Outsider. You said, that was a really weird word length. I'm trying to. I would say to, the meter of your speech. Yeah, the matra. The matra of your speech was bizarre. Trying to keep it fresh, guys. Yeah. You Try that to your breath. <laughs> Try. Oh. oh. <laughs> what was that? Huh? Nothing. You, not, do you, think my you, you are a sports outsider. You are an insult insider. Yeah. That's true. I'm an insult comedian insider. I'm a sports true. outsider. And I by the way, like- listen to Phil Ranta's new insult, insult, insult <laughs> podcast. Right, exactly. <laughs> hey, douchebag. Fuck you. Way to listen, you dummy. I don't think I'm exaggerating what I say. I want to say like 30% of the things that you've ever said to me, Phil, have been insults. That makes me sound like a bad guy, but it's true. Not, you know, honestly, because I've been around for a lot of them. Yeah. yeah. I would say closer to a quarter. Okay. Yeah. To be right. fair, I feel, yeah, like, I feel like a third, a little too high. A little but too high, quarter. 20, 25%. Yeah. Can we stop talking about ratios? <laughs> <laughs> All right, Phil, did you see any games this week? No, I didn't see any games this week. No. Tim Tebow, update, watch, update. Tim Tebow, update, watch, update. Brought to you by... Now, don't feel the rest in your mouth. Didn't like that. Didn't care for it's that. We, you know what? It was kind of Ewok. We need a new sponsor. Really? I, think, you don't I think feel like we've been riding this. Anymore? I feel like at first. What's the money, Jordan? <laughs> yeah, as long as they say, clearing. checks say payable to Sports 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 Podcast, yes. LLC. Yeah. <laughs> well, let's keep uh, Memo. Limited liability. Ad. There's liability. <laughs> it's limited. Let's see if we can we lean on Claude in, uh, in marketing. See if we can come up with a new sponsorship. Sure. So. Let's do that to Claude. Tim Tebow closes Gainesville Institution to open Chicken Tender Chain Restaurant he's an investor in. You no. Don't say. Chicken Tender Chain Restaurant seems like exactly the sort of thing that Tim Tebow That I would eat. In. You're right. Oh. Uh, <laughs> no. This comes from the Gainesville Sun newspaper. Florida. Yes. Grandy's, a family restaurant located near Gaines, in Gainesville, Florida, home to University of Florida, is scheduled to close this summer after 28 years of oh. operation. Oh. Grandy's itself is a chain restaurant. And while locations still remain in Georgia, Indiana, Kentucky, Louisiana, New Mexico, Oklahoma, and Texas, this was the last one in the Sunshine State. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Grandy's, probably the most family restaurant name in the family restaurant business, will make way for PDQ. Probably the most unappealing fast food name in the fast the food business. What the hell does PDQ even mean? Mind your what? PDQ? It sounds like uh, like an early stage of a disease. Like, yeah. oh, he's he's pre-DQ. Oh, it's no. not full DQ yet, but he's, he's pre-DQ. He's going to be disqualified yeah. from life. Yeah. <laughs> uh, That's what diseases do. Right. They yeah. DQ you from life. They throw you in that penalty box that we call a coffin. I would say it's more of a KO. All right, okay. You're KO'd from this earth. Uh, Tebow is one of the investors bringing the restaurant to Gainesville, but he doesn't. Uh, but the the owner of the restaurant, the the guy who's doing it in charge, he says he doesn't even know if Tebow will show up to the grand opening. Hmm. 
Why? He should. It's good business. Is that the whole point of having Tim Tebow be an investor in your restaurant? Well, he went on to say, even if he does show up, he wouldn't necessarily be the starting grand opener. Oh. Uh, <laughs> uh, questioning his accuracy and cutting the ribbon with scissors. Oh! Uh, we can all praise his running ability, but you should not run with scissors. <laughs> no, you shouldn't. You lose an eye. Uh, PDQ stands for People Dedicated to Quality. That's a catchy restaurant name. That could oh also God. apply to anything. That sounds like one you of could... those like corporate futures that they show where everything is called like Globocorp. Yeah. Well, just or like a new marketing, like we're doing a new marketing strategy. It's PDQ, people, yeah. you, dedicated verb to quality. What we are all dedicated to. It also sounds like something you could name, literally any company in any sector. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, obviously, most sectors you wouldn't name yourself something that's stupid. Stock ticker PDQ up oh, four tenths okay, percent. Yeah. Uh, it has a chains in uh, it has locations in Alabama, Florida, and North Carolina. The chain focuses on. Fresh fast food options, hand-breaded chicken tenders, mm -hmm. hand-spun milkshakes, mm -hmm. uh, and homemade cookies. Mm. I see, is, so they're going for, like, the In-N-Out burger of chicken tenders. I guess, but this is just what the South needs. Right. In other news, Tebow is also a major investor in diabetes home testing kits and a insulin manufacturer. Ah, he's doing circular, uh, yeah. circular <laughs> investing. Is that you what's know, called, Joel, Mr. Finance? Circular, circular investing? investing? That's what I call it. Circular integration of his portfolio? Oh, whatever. He's got the fast food. He's got the diabetes home <laughs> testing kits. Yeah. He's got the insulin man. Now all he needs are rascal scooters. He's on, he's on the supply and the demand side of that one. Tim Tebow update, watch update. Tim Tebow update, watch update. Brought to you by Mentos. Feel the rush in your mouth. Don't fire me as a sponsor. Whoa. Wow. That's not how sponsors work. We what? don't fire them. Either the sponsor continues paying us or not. Oh, we can drop a sponsor. Oh, we can drop a sponsor. Also, it's a randomly generated drop. How did that be the one? When we were just talking about whether or not we wanted Mentos to still be this. That's, I'm going to have to look in our podcast Bible to, <laughs> yeah. to find Claude, out. Claude, get the podcast Bible. <laughs> to see if we're being consistent about this. Yeah. Well, Claude, Claude's looking for it, but he didn't see it. What do, what do we got in the show Claude today? Uh, we got one of our all-time favorite guests back, uh, Bud Selig. Oh, man, really? Yeah. Oh, God, I, I love this. Bud I am Selig. so in. Here, I have so many questions for him. It's his last season. Last season is commissioner. Oh, man. Thank God. Training. I'm over out the to moon. pasture. I have so Bud's many here, questions. Bud's here telling us he's, he's doing a lot of things for the last time, so he's here to tell us about a lot of things he enjoys most about spring training. Oh, this will be his last spring training as commissioner. Last spring training I hope he's breathing for the last time. No. Yeah. That man is a portrait of health. No, he's a portrait of bugging me, of really sticking <laughs> you, in my craw. You are too. You like most of America too hard on George Allen Bud Selig. Okay, now he's I know got that a name. I guess he does. Other than Bud, I assumed it might just be Allen. I, I maybe I added the George. I'm not sure. <laughs> well, I'm not gonna and say uh, yes. Hey, no. Claude, get the podcast Bible. <laughs> he's still looking for it. All he right. hadn't found it. Fucking Claude. Hey, uh, do we have a weird sport this week? No. Do we have a weird sportsman this week? Yes, you're goddamn right we do. Yeah. Why are you trying to put me on the spot with the weird sport? No, weird I was... Weird sports I thought is be... retired. Well, it I, ain't a never I coming back, I know that. Joel. I was doing a bit. It's never coming back. Well, it's Stop never... giving the people hope. Never say never. I would say in another 100 episodes, maybe, uh, you know, miners and uh, researchers will have unearthed 
<laughs> more oh, that would be weird amazing. sports. Yeah, like brightly polished diamonds. Uh, it's like it's like the beginning of Jurassic Park. They like someone's like polishing the amber, and we see the bug inside. And, yep. <gasps> yeah, yeah, new weird sport. And it's the little fat kid with the raptor claw. That's the beginning of Jurassic Park. Oh, that yeah. comes right after the polishing with the amber. Yeah, no was, wonder this was on in a bar. Babies with, learned with how to no fly. Reason, yeah, so. exactly. Is that what the line is? Or no, it's no. dirty dancing. No, it's he says. No wonder these guys learned how to fly. And everyone laughs at him, and then Grant explains his theory that makes total sense because it's a movie. Yep. Yeah. Frog DNA. <laughs> news, news, news on the Sports, Sports, Sports podcast with Jordan, Joel, and Phil. News, news, news. Shuffling of papers. Shuffling of papers. <laughs> Old school of the Sports, Sports, Sports podcast. Shaquille O'Neal spends more on smartphone apps in a week than most Americans make in a week. Oh, God. And that's how I beat Shaq. No. I know how, I know no, how much. Aaron Carter. Oh. I know how much I make in a week. Tell me. What is he spending? Well, well, subheadline, fans of real sports news will be glad to hear that March Madness is right around the corner. Oh, good. Yeah. Oh. So Shaq is at South by Southwest because uh, he's Shaq. Yep. And he's being interviewed he, by he the Wall He was Walls. headed to North by Northwest and he got lost. Oh! I hate you <laughs> so much. <laughs> He's being interviewed by the Wall Street Journal because, again, he's Shaq. Yeah. And he tells the reporter he spends $1,000 a week on mobile apps. Wait, can you even do that? The journalist is skeptical at first because what the fuck? That's a (laughs) lot of money. Then Shaq explains. Last week I bought, like, 20 deer hunter games. I like hunting deer on my phone. That's really? Least, yeah, that's at least better than Jerry Jones. If who, you buy one game, that'll keep you occupied for a week. Also, how much do apps cost? Have I been Deer I'm, Hunter ones are probably like five to ten bucks a piece. What? Yeah. I'm completely out of the loop on this. Yeah. He goes on to say, he goes, he goes, he's a self-described geek, and he says when he's not working, he spends all of his money on apps. Which, if that is true, Shaquille O'Neal is grossly underpaid at $1,000 a week. <laughs> yeah. That's insane. Yeah. That's insane. Uh, unlike uh, Jerry Jones, uh, in terms of hunting deer in his phone, Jerry Jones likes to hunt man on his phone. <laughs> Tell me, Shaq, what do you think is the most satisfying prey to hunt? <laughs> yeah. Uh, O'Neal was a pre-IPO investor in Google. Oh, really? I didn't know he that. He was one of the very first uh, verified users of Twitter. Whoa. Really? And coined the phrase dick pic. Did really? He yeah. do that? Uh, yeah. Absolutely. It wasn't set up, set up punchline. <laughs> uh, $1,000 a week. Was he seriously a pre-IPO investor? Yes. Uh, yes. And a first, yes. Good for him. He I might like be he, a he might, have, he might have made more money with that than he did his playing career. Well, it's one of those things like if you're a wealthy athlete and you go to like a certified financial planner or something and yeah. don't rely on, quote, your boys. Yeah. You stand to make fuck you money because <laughs> yeah. they will bring you in on opportunities that the average person does not have. Yeah. Wow. Uh, so if he spends $1,000 a week on apps, this br- brings to the questions. Ugh. What brings us to the question? What connected devices is he using? How do you store all those fucking apps? Right. Are you deleting $1,000 worth of apps every other week? He must be. How would you scroll through them all? And what's his favorite app? Ooh, Tinder. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually, it's, it's Kobe Sucks. In a vulgar display of wealth, uh, Shaq uh, gave venture capital money to a company that makes an app that just says Kobe Sucks on loop. <laughs> nice. I would buy that app. I don't know much about basketball, but it would be funny to get. 
Francisco Rodriguez injures foot in spring training by stepping on a cactus. Dios mio. <laughs> on a cactus? It's called the Cactus League. You really should have seen this coming. On a goddamn cactus. Yes, they do what? play in the Cactus League. It's an Arizona spring training. So Milwaukee's Brewers relief pitcher, Francisco Rodriguez. K-Rod. He's nicknamed K-Rod. Uh, he's the recent winner of the award for nickname that no longer applies. <laughs> High whip injury risk rod doesn't work for a nickname. It sounds like a warning label on a weed whacker. It does. That's what I was thinking. Um, actually, before we go on, other contenders for the award of uh, nickname that no longer applies, Magic Johnson, whose success in the fight against HIV should really make him Science Johnson. <laughs> he should. And uh, Darko uh, Milicek, who was called the human victory shikar, should really be now the human who doesn't play basketball anymore. <laughs> That'd be a really sad nickname. What you don't do. Oh, he, might, he might get into a pickup game here and there. You never maybe. Know. And Oscar Pretoria shouldn't be Blade Runner. He should be fiance shooter. <laughs> Francisco Rodriguez, who's with the Brewers for uh, spring training, injured his foot by stepping on a cactus. Funny, sure, but this was only after he had slipped on a banana peel and had his face flattened by a frying pan. Haven't we all? The resulting tweeting bird circling his head impaired his vision. <laughs> I can imagine. After stepping on the cactus, instead of calmly seeking out the team trainer for medical attention, Rodriguez grabbed the injured foot while hopping on the other, exclaiming, Ow, 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 ow. The foot was probably red and swelling. And like pulsating with the heartbeat. Yeah. He was barefoot when he took the misstep. And manager Ron Renicky said, he took a lot of the spines out, but there's some more in there. I don't think it's Why was he barefoot? Around cactuses. Was he pregnant? Because then it makes sense. Barefoot and pregnant. Was in he a the Contessa? Desert? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't think it's that big of a setback, but I imagine he's pretty sore today. I don't know if you guys have ever stepped on one, but you know how some little the spines are? They're in there for a while. So, so yeah, I, I don't know how many of you guys have stepped one to which the reporters collectively replied, no, no, no we don't avoid us. that. Yeah. We try not to. That is, that is uh, literally not happened to anybody else in this room. <laughs> Rodriguez signed a one-year $3.25 million deal with the Brewers in February. He reported to camp late after having issues getting his work visa amidst the turmoil in native Venezuela. How did he get paid $3 million? Well, uh, well, first of all, he's a veteran closer. And sources say... One of those two words describes who he is. As soon as he signed the check, his pupils turned to green dollar signs. (laughs) Right. (laughs) And he started jumping up and down. However, when he couldn't get his work visa in Venezuela, his face turned red and actual steam blew out of his ears. <laughs> oh, no. It's the worst. <laughs> that causes brain damage. You knew that, right? <laughs> this is my favorite news, news, news bit. We <laughs> the Brewers have a history of weird spring training injuries. Most recently, a scorpion stung general manager, Doug Melvin, in 2013. We covered that in the yeah. show. Wait, this is still Milwaukee, right? Oh, also. Yes, but they have to go They go to Arizona for spring oh, training. Oh, I was going to say. Yeah. I, Very cold in Milwaukee like, right now. Yeah, there wouldn't be a lot there of were, cactuses. There were also and, all of the, there was that rash of injuries that Ryan Braun had where he was stung by a syringe. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> Repeatedly. He, he juiced Phil's. That's ah, why delicious. Yeah. Kobe Bryant to miss rest of regular season and the playoffs. Subheadline. <laughs> As a showing of solidarity, the last place Los Angeles Lakers will miss the playoffs, too. <laughs> Kobe Bryant's left knee injury will officially keep him out of the season's final 18 games. What did he do to his knee? Oh, tweaked it. 
Yeah. No, it's actually something bad. Something yeah. bad. Because uh, he had just come back. I mean, I, I remember like the start of the season was like, oh, is he going to come back from his Achilles? Yeah, he came back. Then Which he at hurt age, his knee. Whatever it is at this point, it was one of those. He's not as old as you think. He just seems yeah. that way because he started playing at 18. Right. But a, but lot, I mean, of mi- a lot of mileage on yeah, those exactly. knees. Right. Some high mileage knees. Yeah. My, his his legs are knees. as old as I think. So yeah. Yeah. I'm not using my knees. He should just have mine. Mine have no wear and tear. <laughs> I don't think your knees would be good enough, though. Shut your mouth, Joel. <laughs> My knees are perfect. My mom says so. The the news has Laker fans across the country uh, basically responding with an outpouring of, wait, they're still playing? <laughs> um, after you the also an- said Lakers fans across the country. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dubious at best. Uh, after the announcement that he would be out the rest of the season, Kobe took steps to reinforce his image as the ultimate team player by calling out owners and management over the team's failure. Oops. These are some pretty great quotes. How can I be satisfied with that? We're like, what, 100 games under 500? I can't be satisfied with that at all. That's not what we stand for. This is not what we play for. A lot of times it's hard to understand that message if you're not a diehard Laker fan. It's hard to really understand where we're coming from and what we're accustomed to, which is playing for championships. And anything else is a complete failure. That's just how it is. That's how it was explained to me by Jerry West and all the other great Lakers who have played here. And that's how I grew up thinking. That's just how it is. It hasn't really been that way for him in, what, six, seven seasons? I thought the Lakers were good. Not for the last few years. Really? This is his most direct criticism of the Lakers since the summer of 2007 when he threatened he would rather, quote, go play on Pluto than suit up in the purple and gold again. Not a planet. But now he says... He didn't do that, did he? No, no. He's (laughs) still with us. Uh, He said he has not one lick of patience for the Lakers management team of Jim Buss and general manager Mitch Kupchak. Oh, yeah, let's just play next year and let's just suck again, Brian said sarcastically. <laughs> no, absolutely not. Absolutely not. It's my job to go out there on the court and perform. No excuses for it, right? you got to get things done. It's the same thing with the front office. The same expectations they have of me when I perform on the court is the same expectations I have for them up there. you got to figure out a way to do both. I don't disagree. Brian said he would also like to be looped in more often uh, by the Lakers' powers that be. I just want a phone call before someone gets traded, Bryant said, assumingly referring to the Steve Blake deal that he previously spoke out about on Twitter. Let's start there first. <laughs> he thinks he could get a personal call. And yeah, I think trade. it's like any team moves. Just fill yeah. me in. Yeah. Guess who's probably not the caliber of player is going to get that call anymore? Kobe, Kobe Bryant. Bryant. Who are you guys looking at in your big board? <laughs> nah, I wouldn't draft him. <laughs> yeah. Does he have enough anytime minutes to take that phone call? Joining us now on the podcast is my favorite guest <sighs> and one of my favorite men in sports, Oof. Bud Selig. Hi, guys. How's it going? Hey, hey bud, bud. It's great to have you, you on. Great to be back in the podcast. Uh, beautiful, beautiful sunny time in Florida and Arizona. I'm having a blast right now. I bet you are. I, I, I can't imagine what it must be like to follow baseball for as long as you have and oh, be finally... Yeah. Kind of having a swan song. It's it's my last. I mean, it's not my last spring training. I'm going to keep coming back, but it's my last one as commissioner. Ooh, yeah. Hey, hey, knock it off. What? Phil. The man he needs hey, to if, go. if he wants to clap for spring training, he can go right ahead. 
Good to hear that enthusiasm, uh, young man. Not, no, ugh, you don't see enthusiasm uh, from the lay fans about spring training. No, you don't. But that's what I like being at spring training. Everybody's a big fan. Every every baseball fan loves spring training. Yep, absolutely. Though I do see there's sometimes some booze at spring training. Oh, uh, see, that's it's usually when I enter the stadium. So I'm not I'm not exactly sure why. It's but because they know. No, no, no. They you know it's they might be going bud. No, they're saying boo as oh, in do you boo. Think they're directed like at you. me? No, no, I don't. I, I, I think either they're celebrating you, Phil. You Jordan, nice. don't encourage it. They're either celebrating you or they're booing uh, maybe a player on their team who is underperforming. Oh, I see. Well, here's what I really love, though. As much as I do love the hardcore fans there for spring training, one of my favorite parts of spring training is the time I get to spend with the boys. You know, because they're they're still getting ready. The games aren't actually counting towards the final standing, so there is enough downtime that they can really go out, have a little bit of fun. Oh, they let yeah. their hair down, blow off some steam, and they they like to bring me along for their you know their fun times. Oh, really? Like what? I'm what have you done with the players? Oh, just a lot of good, clean fun. They're probably going maybe have. out to dinner. Oh, there's or... there's fishing occasionally. Oh, wow. Yep. Yeah. One of my favorites though is every time I'm in Florida. Uh, you know, down there in the Grapefruit League, uh, right. they uh, a lot of the guys will sometimes invite me along and we go driving out, you know, out into the Everglades, out into the middle of nowhere. And there's on the this swamp, one, right? Yeah, out in the swamp. There's this one house that they like to take me to, uh, which has a lot of, you know, college age women in it. They're probably out there pursuing their degree however they might and uh and then as the guys tell me everybody finds a girl that they think is going to be a worthy apartment they they pair off they each go into one of the rooms in the house and they play gin rummy they're whores <laughs> wait what yes. no no, no. no they're, they're going no, to a no no so they're college these, these girls women are in the solid. everglades this they is probably always whores always say they're going they're to college. probably on spring break bud yeah, they're probably, probably out on spring, spring break, break. They don't you know Florida. what this is. No. They're no, looking this, for This is nice entirely plausible. I'm no. offering up a very plausible explanation. They're nice. on college the real break. explanation. They are whores. No, they're nice young ladies. They're who women of the play night. Gin rummy with nice young men. Nobody is... knows how to play gin rummy anymore. But I, know I don't play. know that they're playing gin rummy. No, I'm sure they're playing gin Thank rummy. You. They're it's, getting it's... closer. <laughs> It's actually quite expensive, though. It's about $500 if you want to play Gin Rummy because for the whole they're night. they're getting sucked oh, on. Yeah. What? No, I mean, I always they're, play oh, Gin Rummy with the young ladies oh. I sit down with. They seem a little confused, and sometimes I have to teach them have how to play. Have you ever which... played... Oh, but you disappoint me so much. It have is you... a little odd, isn't it, to pay $500 finger? Have you ever played that high stakes of a Gin Rummy game? You're oh, a wealthy man. We're certainly not gambling, if that's what you're implying. You play five, you pay $500 for their time to play gin rummy with you. You go in a room with a girl in one of those places, you're always gambling. <laughs> one way or another, you're always you gambling. You know what? I, I want to get off this topic. Let's, let's move on. Maybe I, when, and, and sometimes, again, yeah, I do have to teach him how to in, play gin rummy. In the event that the missus is listening, bud, let's just move on. What, oh, what okay. else, well, what else well, do you do with the players? On. Uh, well, this one time, and this was just a whole lot of fun, uh, Daryl Strawberry. Oh, right. Uh, yeah. Former great New York ball Met great. player. Yep. Uh, he and a few other players uh, asked me to go out and ride with them on their speedboat. Oh, that sounds like a blast. It sounded was... like it was a lot of fun. We went out there. Uh, we did not get as much fishing done as I want, but while we're out there, we, we go out into international waters. They pull the boat up, and we meet up with some of their other friends out there. And it's just a grand old time. Those guys were awfully friendly fellas. Uh, so, wait, you, them... you just – you. You drove out to international international waters. waters, met a boat. A lot of folks who I guess they were they were on vacation because they said they were from Colombia. 
uh, and they handed over a whole bunch of you know packages that were strapped pretty tight with uh, with boxing tape. You know, brown paper packages tied up with string. They're whores. No, <laughs> like no. I don't think it was string though. It sounds like it's probably like packaging yeah. tape or duct tape. What? Right. What? But what was in the packages? You know, I never really found out what was in the. Pa- I assumed it was fish that they were catching and patching along, so that everyone could go home and tell the missus that they caught a lot of fish. When you go to international waters, you do it so that you can avoid the laws of the United States so you can buy things like cocaine. But cocaine's still illegal internationally, Phil. Oh, I'm sure it wasn't cocaine. Cocaine's illegal. Yes, but it is illegal. Yeah. It was they were illegally buying drugs. There is no way that Daryl Strawberry had anything to do with cocaine. I'm just quite certain of it. Are you sure? Because oh, I don't know. No. Does, does he? Yeah. That's good. I actually am a sports now the, outsider now that, here. Now that you mentioned it, Phil, Daryl Strawberry had a highly publicized um, cocaine addiction. Oh, Actually, okay. it was the downfall of his career. Oh, well, that wasn't was in down- any of the news. And actually, but I'm a little disappointed that you kind of let this happen in front of an addict yeah. like Daryl Strawberry. Oh, well, I'm sure. I'm sh- again, I'm sure it was Was anyone else there? there. Was, was Doc Gooden there? Oh, yeah, now that you mention oh, it, Doc Gooden was there. Oh, jeez. They were in the Mets together. Yeah, I know. They were both Two of the best the young Mets, baseball but, players I've but, ever seen. But it's a real shame that their careers please, didn't pan please, out the way please, they were. You are a terrible commissioner. You are so bad. Tell me. No, don't you don't talk He's to the so commissioner bad. like that. He's so bad. He should have known better. Tell me something, maybe the most wholesome thing that you do with the guys. Think, uh, think Now, think before you say it. Please tell us the, most, the most fun, family-friendly thing you do with the ballplayers. Gardening. 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 I've actually I've done some gardening with a few different ball players. Baseball players was, don't garden. No, they do garden. I don't buy it. They don't garden. It's a little odd because they weren't gardening in in their particular yard, but certainly there was a few guys and they were like, Come on, bud, we're going for a drive and we sort of drove out again into the middle of nowhere and they popped the trunk and they had these garbage bags that were filled with presumably some sort of mulch and they were like, We gotta bury these. So we dug a, a deep hole and we put them down there. Bud that much concentrated mulch must have been some sort of slow release system that was really just going to build things over time. Oh, I, I actually think it might have been a little sneaky. Maybe they're planning to bury the mulch and then buy the land before it got fertile. You know from what, the Bud? Mulch. I'm starting to think that people invite you along on things so that you can be the the fall guy. What? So that when they when the cops come after them, there's you no can take fall the blame. guy for gardening unless oh, you're talking sweet. about harvesting your squash or pumpkins because oh. those those are finished in the fall. I forgot to tell you, bud. Uh, you see these four guns there on the table? Would you mind grabbing the grips of all of them? <laughs> oh sure. No, bud, don't do that. Don't do that, bud. Bud, don't do that. No, 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 no. Don't. Oh, oh, there you go. He picked up a couple. Oh, of them. this Perfect. one's this one's got. Make some sure strawberry. to push really hard with those oh, fingerprints. This one's got the some strawberry syrup on it. I don't know if you noticed that. But I just. Perfect. You want me to go ahead and fire him too? No. Uh, no. Yeah. Okay, here we go. Once with each. I could Thank not you. be more disappointed in you, bud. Oh, well, oh, because I fired him inside? Yes. You know, in retrospect, I guess, you know. Amongst people, other things. Somebody Jordan, asked me to do something. I, and I so want, to, want to believe in you and the game of baseball, bud. I really do. Well, I don't know why you wouldn't. I'm out gardening with players and buying fish from Colombians and, and all sorts of fun stuff. And here you guys are. Maybe that's what we buried is fish, you know, like the Thanksgiving no, it story. Was bodies. Jordan. Bodies of fish. It was him or us. He had to get those fingerprints on the guns. I'm sorry, bud. I'm sorry.
Well, it was nice talking to you, nice young fellows, again. It's, as I always. Mean, hopefully you can have me back. So I know I'm not going to be the commissioner of baseball anymore, yeah. but I sure do love our visits. I no. think we're going to see you in 25 to 40. Yep. yep, and if you guys ever want to play some gin rummy, I sure love cards. I know who to call. I'll be there at that house in the bayou. For you, the listeners of Sports 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 Podcast, Audible is offering a free audiobook download with a free 30-day trial to give you the opportunity to check out their service. I personally recommend a wonderful book called The Hunger Games by Suzanne Collins. Joel saw the movie. He said that it was okay. To download your free audiobook today, go to audibletrial.com slash comedypodcastnetwork. Again, that's audibletrial.com slash comedypodcastnetwork for your free audiobook. And now it's time for another Weird Sportsman! Weird Sportsman. Continued. This week's Weird Sportman, Terrell Owens. Oh, that's part right. Two. I had almost Woo! forgotten it's part two of Terrell Owens. We I did not forget. I was psyched. barely scratched the surface the first time around. Previously on Terrell Owens. <laughs> Philadelphia Eagles, Dallas Cowboys, Buffalo Bills, Cincinnati Bengals, Allen Regler, Seattle Seahawks, controversy with the Eagles, desperate housewife skit, and now, more controversy. 2006 hydrocodone overdose. Oh my gosh, I'd forgotten about that. I don't, I don't even remember this. Yeway, he looked pretty grim for a while. People thought he was going to die. Some media outlets in Dallas reported on the morning of September 27th, 2006, never forget, that Owens <laughs> had tried to kill himself by intentionally ingesting an overdose of a hydrocodone, a pain medication. That's the generic, right, I believe? Uh, or is that the chemical like that. formula? The, yeah. yeah, the generic is the one that you get for cheaper. Or else you have to get, like, Super Hydro. That's the branded one. Oh. Yeah. Yep. A police report filed on the night of September 26th seemed to confirm the attempt, saying that Owen's publicist, Kim Etheridge, the one who always finds him, the, the, it's always the publicist. Yeah, right? she's kind of screwy herself, if memory serves. Yeah, she's not being covered on this weird sportsman, Joel. <laughs> uh, found him unresponsive with an empty bottle of painkillers, pried two pills from his mouth, and called 911. He had two pills in his mouth when... Yeah, he didn't, he didn't quite get him down. Those two pills might have been the difference between life and death. You never know. After which, an ambulance transported him four blocks from his deep Elm condo. Oh, that's to what's wrong with America today. Four blocks and he had to drive. Oh, yeah. You can walk that. I yeah, know, thanks, right? Thanks, Obama. <sighs> uh, Baylor University Medical Center. The event became a national news sensation, but was soon overshadowed by the Platte Canyon High School shooting, which occurred only hours later. I don't remember the Platte Canyon High School shooting at all. What? That's the I remembered that. Okay, never mind. We're not going to talk about school shootings when we're trying to talk about an weird massacre. According to the police report, Owens and Etheridge both said he was depressed. And yeah. Owens answered yes when he when asked whether he intended to harm himself. Owens publicist, however, refuted the report stating that Owens had suffered an allergic reaction to the medication <laughs> yeah. combined 
with a dietary supplement. Oh, yeah. It's like when you make that's the volcano. plausible. That's yeah. plausible. Vinegar, baking soda. He had that dietary supplement that when you take it, it makes you take all of your painkillers at once. Yeah, super hydro. When you're yeah. a PR person, I feel like that's pretty good for PR she person. Did? Okay. The reporters yeah. have him on record saying he tried to kill himself. That's pretty good spin. <laughs> that yeah. is. That's good spin. It's bold at the very least. <laughs> that it is. ESPN reported that about half the police report was blacked out, uh, including the phrases, which I love because they have the phrase that were blacked out, uh, including the phrases attempting suicide by prescription pain medication and a drug overdose. And uh, 9-11 was an inside job. Well, yeah. Well, that's blacked out in every police report <laughs> for the past yeah. 20 years. They knew about it beforehand. Owens left the hospital <laughs> on September 27th. At a news conference after his release, Owens denied having made a suicide attempt, stating that he expected to join the team for practice the next morning. He stated that he was not depressed and was very happy to be here. Wait, this is when he was on the Cowboys? Uh, I would have assumed this would have been a Bills era. 2006. Yeah, well, kind of, yeah. Uh, and denied that doctors had pumped his stomach calling speculation that the that the effect was definitely untrue hmm. yeah that's a bit of a 540 he pulled there a little bit a little bit a little bit like a what do we got next what do you do next uh spitting incident after did you punch the table because the <laughs> i was really i get he was no. so angered by remembering the spitting incident i cannot believe anyone would be that disrespectful not that long after december 16 2006 never forget game against the atlanta falcons the atlantic falcons cornerback d'angelo hall claimed that owen spit in his face after a play uh after a play early in the game oh yeah i do remember that too there we go uh game officials and reporters were unaware of the incident and Owens was not asked about it until his post-game interview with the NFL Network when he confirmed it. <laughs> did he confirm it by spitting on the people? Like, he did you have. spit on them? Yeah, I did this. Uh, <laughs> in fairness, that would not confirm that he did it then. It would just confirm that he spit on them. Circumstantial. Uh, <laughs> just because he's a spitter doesn't mean he spit at that point in time. Mm. But Owens, uh, he manned up. Owens said, I got frustrated and I apologize for that. It was a situation where he kept hugging me and getting in my face. He had a lot of words. This is, I this, didn't. This is telling me that Terrell Owens has a very troubled love life. Yeah, he does not like <laughs> intimacy. Hey, honey, how's it? <coughs> Don't you hug me. Yeah. I just wanted to come and prove that I'm not a guy to be schemed with. Schemed? Like uh, one, schemed of the, with? one of the robbers in Reservoir Dogs. <laughs> Don't invite Terrell Owens to be Mr. Pink. He'll spit on you. <laughs> Uh, Hall said that he lost a lot of respect for Owens. It's hard to keep respect for people when they spit in your face. It's true. I found that to be true. Yeah. Uh, uh touchdown celebrations. Oh, yes. Uh, here we go. Owens is known for his flamboyant celebrations after scoring touchdowns, some of which have resulted in fines from the NFL front office. I'm just going to run through a couple of these here. While playing the Atlanta Falcons on January 9th, 1999, Owens caught a long touchdown pass and proceeded to mimic the Dirty Bird. I remember yep. that. Yep. Which, by the way, too much controversy. I mean, that was totally that was totally in the realm of yeah. acceptable touchdowns. That's legit. Yep. But he also, well, because he was mocking Atlanta, who did the Dirty still, Bird. Even still, if they have their own dance and you beat them good, then you get to mock Joel, your dance. Joel, you cut me off. Owens performed a slashing of the throat gesture at the end of the dance. <laughs> okay, yeah. Yep. That seems unnecessary. Yep. Otherwise, it's just like a Yankee Doodle. 
On September 24th, 2000, never forget, in Dallas, Terrell Owens celebrated his two touchdown catches by running from the end zone to midfield and celebrating on the Dallas Cowboy Star logo. Awesome. This was, I know, but I thought unfortunate, but at the same time, hey, he went for it. Yep. Yeah. yeah. The second one, George Teague hit him during the celebration. Yep. When he, so. when he went back the second time, it was just sort of like, oh, come on. You're asking for it. Yeah. Yep. Uh, celebrations for Philadelphia. Uh, he imitated and mocked the trademark pregame ritual dance of the Baltimore Ravens linebacker Ray Lewis after scoring a touchdown when he played against the Ravens in 2004 Again, season. in the realm of if you got your own dance, then you're inviting criticism. Yep. After catching a touchdown from the Eagles quarterback uh, Donovan McNabb during a game in Cleveland, Owens ran through the end zone and threw a football at a sign that said, T.O. has B.O. <laughs> <laughs> after scoring another touchdown, he tore down a sign that said, takes one to no one. A reference to a prior <laughs> incident where he implied that Jeff Garcia, the Browns' starting quarterback at the time, was a homosexual. Oh, yeah, I forgot he was super homophobic. Yeah, uh, I forgot about that, too. That allows me to take more joy in the things that have happened to him that were terrible. Yep. After scoring a touchdown against the Chicago Bears on October 3rd, 2004, never forget, Owens celebrated by doing six sit-ups in the end zone, one for each touchdown he had scored that to that point in the 2004-2005 season. That's just no, that's just good up. health. Yeah, that's yeah. all. The, the, you see the cheerleaders do that at college games. They do a pu like push up for every yeah. point. That's heart smart. Yeah. yeah, I agree. All right, and finally on Thanksgiving Day game against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers on November twenty third, two thousand six, Owens after catching a pass for a touchdown dropped the ball in an oversized Salvation Army red kettle, donating the ball to the Salvation Army. Well, that's just nice. Yep. Since 1997, the Dallas Cowboys Thanksgiving Day uh, half game show traditionally started with the Salvation Army's Red Kettle Christmas campaign. About the touchdown celebration, Owens was quoted saying, that was my donation. I hope it was as worth as much as the fine. Mm. Uh, we're missing a bunch there. What about the, the Sharpie and the sock? There did, was, there we was did that last, uh, didn't we do that last time? Did we mention the Sharpie and the sock? There's about 25 here. I just highlighted Okay, I got those. you. And then I'm trying to think, uh, the Dallas one was the big one. Do you the want Sharpie one more? Do you let's want keep, one let's more? Let's keep going. Let's just keep. one more. All right, this will be the last one. After scoring his 100th career touchdown in Philadelphia, he pulled a towel from his waist, folded it over his arm, and then placed the football in the palm of his hand, mm -hmm. holding it over his shoulder and pretending to serve it to the opposing team like a waiter would present a meal. I do remember that. Yeah, That was, that was a good one. And that brings an end to another Weird Sportsman! Oh, this whole segment could have been dedicated to Terrell Owens for the next 100 episodes, but we have to move on. Citizens of Podcast Town, this brings to the close another sports. 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 Podcast. But before we go, Phil would like to give you our contact information. You can email us at sports, sports, sports podcast at gmail.com. That's sports, sports, sports podcast at gmail.com. You can tweet at us at sports, the number three podcast. That's at sports, the number three podcast. You can find us on Facebook by searching sports, sports, sports podcast. You'll top our thingy. You can find us on Stitcher Radio. Download the Stitcher app today at stitcher.com and search sports, sports, sports podcast. You can find us on YouTube by going to youtube.com slash comedy pod net. That's youtube.com slash comedy pod net. While you're there, please subscribe. You can find us on iTunes by going to iTunes uh, app and searching sports. The number three space podcast that sports the number three space podcast. While you're there, please subscribe, comment, rate, review. It helps the show. And for all of our back episodes, go to comedy podcast network.com. Uh, hey guys. Oh, hey Joel. Hey I Joel. I don't. I didn't notice this before, and I should have. But there's a smell of gunpowder in the air, and there's four handguns sitting on the podcasting table here. One of which is covered in blood. Is there an explanation for that? Thank I went you out for, for the burrito. You're the best.
Okay, lights off. You have received this transmission from the Comedy Podcast Network. For more shows, visit comedypodcastnetwork.com.